Blog Talk Radio. and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. You know, that guy always welcomes us on the show, and I've never actually met him before, Mike. Uh, but, man, he just he kind of gets me jazzed up. You know, here they are, you know. But, uh, hey, Mikey, good to hear, uh, good to have you on the show this week. I heard you had a couple of rounds of golf. My name is Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football. As always, joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, uh, again, a uh, little bit of golf outing today. No baseball talk here in this show tonight <laughs> no it was a, it was a good uh good round of golf uh didn't play so well uh kind of suffering through a cold but uh played well enough to win so um i'm into the final four uh kind of a uh kind of a event we have uh around here in uh in uh brandenburg kentucky uh 32 golfers start out and uh you play match play and uh now i'm down to the final four so i just want to keep moving on just like uh a lot of us in uh, fantasy football, dude. It is week six in the National Football League. We want to run down the leaders real quick. We've got Dynasty Talk tonight. We have uh, all the week six action. We break through every single game, and we want to congratulate our leaders in our contest here at fftoolbox.com. Uh, you've got all the rankings and week six action that you need. Everything possibly that you could possibly want is there. Uh, so in the Fantasy Football World Championship, $150,000 grand prize. We drafted it out in Vegas and live online uh, from home. Comeback player of the year, David Hughes. If you haven't read the interview, it is on the FF Toolbox message board, David Hughes interview. Uh, he has two teams, the top two teams overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Uh, he has them, uh, and he's powered by Peyton Manning, Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas. He drafted a lot of Broncos, Mike. He also drafted a couple of other performers, too. He was very high on Sean Moreno. He got him in just about every league. And he also has Jamal Charles and Jason Witten. So, very good squad. Again, I just rambled off like five Broncos he starts every week. Manning, Moreno, Demarius, Wes Welker, and Julius Thomas. And what's that mean for David Hughes? He's got the top two teams overall in the entire contest, Mike, the Fantasy Football World Championship. 
Very special year for David. Uh, and he also has teams across the fantasy landscape and all the high-stakes events. He's up there uh, right near the top. He's the number two team overall in Rota Bowl. Uh, so he's having a heck of a year. Brewers Bombers, who we had on the show last Friday night, Lawrence Brewer. Right. Uh, great guest to have on the show last week. And he still leads the Rota Bowl, Mike. So we did not jinx him. We didn't we – didn't, the jinx wasn't in. I know. Uh, his guys did come through, Peyton Manning. Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, Jamal Charles, and others got the job done for, for Lawrence, and he is still the leader of the ninth annual Roto Bowl. Yeah, and he's got some uh, he's got a lot of people closing in on him, but uh, you know, I was kinda I was kinda glad to see it, Scott, that uh he was able to stay in first, you know, after uh he was on the show. But he what a fantastic performance uh, he put on the show, uh, to begin with. And uh, you know, it just it just shows you what can happen throughout the course of the season. I mean, let's face it, this is week six. Uh, a lot of things are uh, already starting to happen. So, uh, you know, it was fun for Lawrence, and uh, but I'm, I want to run him down. I'm telling you, I want to run him down. <laughs> you, you have a good team in there, Mike, as well. You are, you are making a run, your run, so congratulations to you. Uh, but I want to thank everybody in the chat room, the crew here at Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Henry Muto, IPS driver, open field ahead, road warrior. I got Henry Muto in the chat room saying, uh, those with Manning and Denver players will probably take on the big cash this year. And I, and I agree with that. They are in the driver's seat right now. Uh, he also goes on to say, uh, I remember that uh, when, in 2007, when Brady, Moss, and Walker were carrying teams in week 15, Snowstorm put an end to that mic. You are the you are the resident. Uh, you, you know a lot more about the Vegas gambling scene than a lot of us here. Uh, talk about the possibilities of Peyton and the Broncos being sat if they don't have any competition in Week 16. You got to think that they're rooting for you know fantasy owners of the Broncos are rooting for the Chiefs to keep rolling so that that division is still up in the air for Week 16. It'd be it'd be terrible to lead all these contests and then have your entire team decimated week 16 because they're, they, they they take a seat. Oh, that, that could very well happen. Absolutely, that could very well happen. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the way Denver is uh, just cruising right along, uh, they can they can set as many people as they want to set. Uh, but the one thing about it is who coaches that team? Does John Fox coach that team or does Peyton Manning coach that team? Right now, I think Peyton, Peyton Manning coaches that team. And what I'm seeing is that Peyton Manning is going to say, you know, guys, we're playing. We're, we're going to play through this. We're going to play through everything. But, you know, it's a long way between here and there. A lot of different things can happen. So let's not, uh, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, we have a lot to cover tonight, and we are going to get to the big stories uh, in the fantasy world. Uh, the Dynasty Football World Championship. We had Dave Azraini on the show uh, earlier in May, a school teacher. If you remember the show, you need to go back and listen to that show. Dave was fantastic. He was enjoying the Dynasty World Championship. He drafted a very solid squad, and he has led this thing basically wire to wire, uh, probably about week two, I think he, he kind of took over. But with Tony Romo, Giovanni Bernard, Marshawn Lynch, Danny Woodhead, Anquan Bolden, Victor Cruz, Jordy Nelson, Reggie Wayne, it's a very balanced team of youth and experience, and that's what's winning it for Davis Rainey. Uh, he is the leader of the first-ever Dynasty Football World Championship in a quest to become the Dynasty King. Now, we do still take sign-ups for next year. 
Uh, our maiden drafts, our rookie drafts, will take place right after the NFL draft. We will, we will have those drafts take place right after the NFL draft, and we will be forming a lot more leagues this year. The contest will be growing. Uh, it, there's a lot of support for that with our friends from DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Uh, that's a very fun contest, Mike, and for what, $299 entry fee, a chance to be yeah. Dynasty King. Uh, it's a pretty cool concept. And Dave, uh, is uh, right now he's leading the show. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, any dynasty league that you get into, uh, it's challenging. Uh, that's that's the best word I can put is uh, challenging. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to crack it, crack that code, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And you talk about Danny Woodhead, what a surprise! I mean, you know, in a dynasty league, you would not want a Danny Woodhead, but you know, if you're starting up. You know, Danny Woodhead, I mean, what a surprise he's been. Yeah, uh, we've got some conversation in the chat room talking about Giovanni Bernard. IPS driver says, man, Gio's value is out of control. Uh, and if you remember, I traded Demarius Thomas in the offseason for Giovanni Bernard and Josh Gordon. And a lot of people were like, eh, I don't know about that, you know, because he had a couple of weeks there without Gordon. He had a Bernard with a rookie running back. Luckily, it's kind of working out right now. But I do miss the big guy. He's been uh, He's been tremendous. Uh, for for Peyton. Okay, couple of big stories in the NFL. Uh, obviously, the news of the day: Adrian Peterson's son, Mike, uh, in a terrible tragedy story. I don't want to get too caught up yeah. for it because that's for the news and the in the big stations. I just want to say our thoughts and hearts go out to everybody affected by that tragedy. And as a father, it really tears me up inside. And I just want to go in there and hug my kids, you know, and make sure I tuck them in tonight. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on that whole situation? Yeah, that's uh, that's. Terrible. I, I, I really don't have uh, too many thoughts about it. Uh, I can just only imagine uh, the thoughts and emotions that are going through him right now. Uh, that's about all I can say. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Well, uh, again, and I don't want to get too distracted off of the point of this show. It is to bring you fantasy information. Adrian Peterson is saying he's going to play, and this brings me back to the Torrey Smith tragedy when his brother was killed. And Torrey Smith came to that game, and he was emotionally fired up, and he played the game of his life, if you remember. Uh, remember. Brett Favre, after losing a family member, he played the game of his life. So the question on on my mind is, geez, you know, uh, if he does play, and it sounds like he's saying I'm 100% going to play, or at least earlier in the day it was that, uh, we, we should probably expect big things, uh, and probably from that entire team. If you have the Minnesota Vikings defense, you would think that the entire team plays harder than they've ever played, ever. Uh, I'm thinking about starting all your Vikings. You know, that would be the game to do it. You know, I can see that. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that direction, but, uh, you know, I, I can see uh, – AP just coming in there and and being, uh, you know, totally focused. And, uh, you know, let's face it, your work is the best release sometimes. Your work is the best uh, outlet to get away from what is really going on. So I can see AP having a big game. uh, But the Vikings are the Vikings, though, Scott. (laughs) Adrian Peterson cost $9,200 in DraftKings lineups. This week, uh, you will notice that we do have the DraftKings link here on the uh, the show page. Uh, that is open to Toolbox uh, and Red versus Blue listeners only. 
50 spots in all. Uh, I'm going to check at some point here in the show and find out how many spots are left. I know that thing is filling up fast, Mike. If you don't get in tomorrow, you will probably get shut out. It probably will sell out. 31 of the 50 entries are gone. It started yesterday. Sign-up started yesterday. 31 of the 50 are already gone. By the time this show is over, it could be sold out. So get in right after the show. Get you a team. It's only $10 to play. If you're a new user at DraftKings and you click our link, uh, they will give you a free qualifier team for the million-dollar prize. We see. It's a really cool concept, Mike. Basically, all year long, if you're one of the winners of a qualifier league, you get entered into the Week 16 Challenge. That's the only way you're getting in. If you're, if you're not paying $1,500 to get in, you're getting in through a qualifier. Uh, and so, you know, look, you're going to get in through a qualifier. You're going to battle for the million dollars. And there's over $3 million in prizes. It's the biggest prize pool I think I've ever seen. Uh, when you're talking about second places, 350000 and things of this nature. I mean, it's just a tremendous prize pool. It pays all the way down to 300 spots, Mike. If you place in the top 300, you're making $3,000. If you place in the top 10, you're making 25000 All the way down to 30, $10,000. So, the, the money is incredible in the top five, 100000 150 350 and a million, a millionaire for playing fantasy football, Mike. So here's what my whole thing in this whole deal, and look, I've always been a redrafter. I've always played season-long games. I've played a lot of dynasty leagues. The daily games gives me that one team, the one team that I can root for today. And I root for all my other teams all throughout the year. Don't get me wrong, but – each week is a week of its own, and it takes an identity of its own. And I have this one team that I have complete control over, and I build it for this week. And on Sunday, when the when the clock kick ticks off and the first balls are kicked, I am so stoked about this team that I have. That's my team, and I only play one team. That's it. That's those are my guys. And 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 fantasy football is back to purity for me. So I have my 30, 40 leagues or whatever I have. And I have this team that I'm rooting for on Sunday. It's a lot of fun for me. And I've kind of woken back up the, the fun of fantasy football again. Yeah. You know, Scott, I I, I read your thread that you started uh, on the FF Toolbox and uh, in the forums. And you nailed it. You, you absolutely nailed it. You might have 30 teams. You might have, uh, you know, 10 keeper leagues, uh, 10 dynasty leagues, whatever, uh, you know, Ten redraft leagues. Uh, you might have this many high, high high stakes leagues, but this is the one league each week that hey, this is my one team that I'm going to focus on this week. And at DraftKings, you can be able to do that. So uh, you know, I, I was so stoked about it uh, when I read your post that I was like, you know what? Why don't I do that? Because this is the one team that I can focus on. The rest of them, they'll take care of themselves. Let's face it, they'll take care of themselves. You got your waivers done on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's over. So now I'm going to focus on this one team and see what happens. So it's a lot of fun. All right, well, here we go. Uh, again, you have the contest link there. It's only $10 to play. You do get, uh, again, a 100% match bonus as well. When you sign up, up to $600 if you want to deposit. I know a couple of the high rollers, they put in the entire 600 and you get that awarded based on your gameplay. It's not like you get an extra 600 bucks right then and there, but it's awarded on your gameplay just like all the game sites are. And uh, that money will be you, yours to use throughout the season as well. Uh, but, again, you get a free entry into the qualifier. If you beat Ian Ritchie or if you beat John Duckworth, John Duckworth, 
Yeah, John Duckworth also uh, was the winner last week. Since he won, DraftKings said, look, you, if you beat Ian or if you beat DraftKings, you get a free team, uh, $5 team for next week. And, again, those $5 teams can turn into uh, tens of thousands of dollars overnight. These guys are getting rich. There are people that are taking out literally five and six figures every single weekend. So, anyway, that's the daily games, DraftKings.com. You've got the link there in the chat room. Let's get to the games, Mike. The Giants and the Bears already happened. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, although I do have Alshon Jeffrey now in my top 20 dynasty wide receivers overall. He has to be in your top 20, so adjust your rankings accordingly. If you're talking about he should be in the discussion of the Antonio Browns and the Michael Floyd. He should be in that conversation of players in your trade request. So start acting accordingly. Now, if you go to the table with Michael Floyd, you're likely not going to get him. I do like Michael Floyd. I'm still very high. I think the quarterback situation is a mess, but the talent is still there. And you have to remember about Dynasty, it's more about talent. Don't worry about the situation. Players move teams. They, they move on. The talent is what you're looking for. Those types of players are still going to be valuable. But Alshon Jeffrey creeping up on the top 15 inside my top 20, even with a, a not-so-solid night last night, uh, he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. One o'clock game, yeah. Mike. Packers at the Ravens. Uh, what, what can I say about this game, Mike? Uh, the only real questions that you have, look, if you have Jordy, James Jones, or uh, uh, Randall Cobb, they're obviously in your lineup. So is Aaron Rodgers. Eddie Lacy has to be in your lineup, whether it be a RB2 or a flex spot, has to be in your lineup. Uh, and then Jermichael Finley is kind of a quasi-question mark. Depending on what you have, I do expect a little bit of a better game for him this week. The Ravens, on the other hand, Mike, what, the only things I really know for sure, Ray Rice is in your lineup. Torrey Smith is in your lineup, and I'm going to talk about Torrey Smith here in a minute. Uh, I'm probably not starting Joe Flacco just yet unless he's unless I have Matt Ryan and Flacco and, and Ryan's on bye, right? Uh, other than that, there's not a lot else I'm going to start. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens defense, but I really don't like that this week. Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Green Bay is a three-point favorite. Forrester heads okay. a little bit, uh, three points at uh, plus 100. Uh, the over and under is 40, 48 and a half. Uh, one thing I see about this game is I think Green Bay will be able to uh, uh, you know, do what they do what they need to do, but I'm, I'm telling you what, right now, it's at Baltimore, and I really see Ray Rice having a huge game against yeah. this Green Bay all, our defense. Uh, there you go. I, I just – I, I just think he's going to have a little, little bit of fun there and uh, going to be able to do what he needs to do. The one thing that scares me is that uh, Joe Flacco has nobody to throw to. Torrey Smith, yep, could be. Watch for the tight ends for uh, for uh, uh, for Baltimore. Uh, that could be that could be an issue there. They they might be able to uh, do some things, but uh, I see uh, honestly I see Green Bay winning by a touchdown, no more. And I see uh, Ray Rice having a big game and the uh, receivers and uh, Aaron Rodgers for Green Bay having a big game. Of course. We're going to take a call from the 850 if they want to chat with us. 850, you're on the air with Red Burst and Blue. Where are you from and what's your question? Hey, Scott. This is uh, A.J. Bryson on Championship Run. Hey, hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Hey, I, I want to let everybody know who this is, uh, Championship Run. Uh, there's a lot of attention going on to David Hughes, uh, who has the top two teams in our Fantasy Football World Championship main event. 
there's not a lot of talk uh, because that's the story of the day, right? The, the guy has two teams, and he's in. he has both teams in the top two out of three. But there's a third team in there that you have to keep your eye on, and that's A.J. Bryson here. Uh, A.J., tell us a little about, about yourself. There's, there's, you're in the military and you're home right now, and you have to go back uh, into action in January. Well, actually, I was uh, scheduled to go to Afghanistan, but because of the uh, government shutdowns, it has actually been next. So I will be here for the full duration of the season. Wow. That has got to be some welcome news around the Bryson household, man. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this team. We're, we're breaking down every single game. I want to let everybody know what, how, if they're, they're sitting at home saying, man, he's got the third best team in the fantasy football world championship. How's he done it? I'm going to read, I'm going to read the players off. And again, it's kind of a broken record, Mike. Pace Manning, uh, Matt Forte, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis right now, Antoine Bolden, Greg Jennings, Reggie Wayne, Terrence Williams, a couple of big hitters in Jimmy Graham and Julius Thomas. You know, that helps every lineup, right? Jimmy Graham and Julius Thomas, uh, along with Peyton Manning, Matt Forte, and the big story of the year, Anquan Bolden, uh, early on. So, uh, I like your I like your chances there, man. It's a really good squad, and you picked up Terrence Williams. Was that on waivers or was that through the draft? Actually, I believe it was through waivers. Okay. Yeah, good All move. Right. Good good move picking him up. And look, you were one of the guys like me who drafted Lamar Miller, thinking he would be a special player. And we haven't seen much from this guy to really justify his draft position. Have you given up, or is there a little bit of hope here still? No, there's still hope, but the hope lies within Miami. How can they not understand that this is the man for that lineup? I I, I suffer through Daniel Thomas week after week, and I just don't I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, Henry Henry in the chat room, AJ wants to know when did you draft before or after the Denver Thursday game? Before. Henry, uh, AJ drafted those Broncos, Julius Thomas and Peyton Manning before the Thursday game. So, uh, yeah, that, that's been a, a topic of a lot of discussion. Obviously, Peyton Manning uh, in the invitational draft uh, in the sports book, Mike, after the Thursday game, Peyton Manning went at 2 12 uh, at the end yeah. of the second round. And then Julius Thomas went in the fifth round. And there were a lot of heckles going on when you know they're like oh he had a big game against the ravens and now they're drafting him in the fifth round uh and now that uh, that was that was done by scott stouffer out of the shadows uh what well, do you think about julius thomas in the fifth round mike well i'll tell you what uh right now it looks it looks pretty golden uh every bronco that was uh drafted looks uh looks pretty awesome uh you know is there is there a bye week concern i mean you know aj what do you think is there a bye week concern? I don't think so because, okay, we can forfeit that week and uh, move on. So uh, chances are if you're a Denver Bronco uh, draftee, so to speak, then you've already got these guys and you're already preparing for that bye week. AJ, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, actually, you know, when I when I draft, I, uh, maybe it's not a, a good concept, but I, I prefer not to think about the – Think about the, the bye weeks. Then I supplement Good. after that once once the season starts. But for instance, like I, I drafted Peyton Manning and Carson Palmer, both same bye weeks. I end up picking up uh, the hot man, Philip Rivers, who's riding on my bench, who's probably a top mm-hmm. five QB. Mm-hmm. But Good during the draft process, 
I just draft with the talent and the people that I think are going to do well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's 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 good defensive strategy too in a league. Uh, you might as well grab the the high guy, even though your guy is a lot hotter in Peyton Manning. Now you've you, you've uh, you've denied people the 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 rights to another hot quarterback in Philip Rivers. So very very nicely done there. Now, uh, and, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Scott. Additionally, there's I mean there's, there's a, like another little uh, little tidbit to it because what I what I try to do is I try to pick out who I think, as silly as it sounds, I try to pick who I think is going to be that position's MVP. And I, I try to go out of my way to get it. And I thought Peyton Manning was it this year. You know, normally I have a handful, maybe two or three candidates, Peyton Manning, Drew, B, Drew Brees. Uh, tied in, it was a no-brainer with Gronkowski and his and his multiple ailments. Uh, Forte, I thought, would be high with, uh, with, with Tressman, with the new Tressman offense. However, I didn't do so. I didn't do so well at the uh, at the wide receiver position, but uh, I think I got enough depth to uh, kind of keep me afloat for a while. We'll see where it goes. Hey, you're allowed to make a couple of misses in this thing, and uh, and just keep uh, one the one third of the of the of the experience in the contest is the draft. You still have waivers. You still have submitting of lineups. It's a three part strategy uh, here at the FFWC. Oh, yeah. Now we don't we don't have trading, so you take that element out. But it's a three tiered approach. You got to have a draft. You gotta you gotta do your waivers and you gotta start your lineup, submit your lineup, and so you know there's three different uh, animals here and you're doing a fantastic job. Third overall in the FFWC after, uh, look, Mike, I've been doing this for 12 years and I've never had a team in the top three after week six. Now I've been in the playoffs and been number one overall in the championship round, but that was short lived. I've never I've never been in the top three in a in a major championship before. AJ, it's got to be just a tremendous feeling because I know you feel about fantasy football the same way we do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it's uh, to be totally honest, I because of the uh deployment, I was not going to play originally this year. I, this is actually me, my first time uh, jumping into the uh mid and high stakes uh high stakes arena. However, I always felt that I could compete. And uh, I'm I'm glad I did. Glad I did. Now Hopefully I, I can keep it up. We'll, well, we'll I, see. I mean, it's week to week. It's week to week. It is. It is week to week. And, you know, it's funny when, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going into work and I hear uh, players say, well, we're going to take it day by day or game by game or whatever. It is week to week. And mm-hmm. uh, so one thing I want to ask uh, AJ, uh, you, and uh, Scott as well, uh, waivers, uh, as far as uh, the the money that you spend, you know, we, like, have $1,000 of mythical money uh do you spend that money early, quickly, or do you wait on it? All right. Well, for me, I actually – I'll jump out there if I think it's a, a, a position of need. Like, say, for instance, uh, running back. You know, I have a, I have a stud in, in Matt Forte. I thought I had a stud in Lamar Miller, but Miami won't let me do it. So, of course, I, you know, I, I – I picked up a, a Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, just you know, a, a plotter, of course, but you know, a steady guy. You know, hopefully, I'll get a, you know, he'll score a touchdown for you here and there. And then off like waivers, what I'll do is I'll just try to pick. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Like off of waivers, I'll I'll pick someone up uh, who I think has a chance. You know, you never you never uh, hope for anybody to get hurt, but you, you but I, I'll pick yeah. up like players that I know will be. 
of, uh, you know, fa- fantasy value. We'll have a lot of fantasy value in case, like, someone goes down or if they're out. Because, I mean, the nature of the game is just it's just rough. It's just rough. Right. And we see it every week we see if somebody goes down or some type of, you know, some type of injury or, you know, a few weeks here, a few weeks there. You know, if you can, if you can uh, supplement your team with, like, a, a steady guys who can come in and produce for you, give you, give you that boost, and then hopefully – you don't you know take too many hits from your from your major studs that you picked up you know dur- during the draft and uh, hopefully you can sail through. Now two uh, questions. This is AJ Bryson, the number three team overall in the Fantasy Football World Championship. Questions for you: What branch of the military are you serving in actively? I'm in the Air Force. In the, Air, in the Force. Air Force. And, uh, Air Force. And how much Air Force. how much time and how popular is fantasy football on the base? Like when you're when you're a uh, when you're stationed on the base, how many other guys are playing fantasy football? Oh wow, there are a ton. Trust me, I fantasy football, football in general, just the NFL. It is a major staple, major staple within within the uh, within the military, not just the Air Force, but uh, within the military. Uh, there's there, I mean, I. Actually, I'm commissioner of several of my own, you know, personal leagues, you know, mm-hmm. local basement, local basement leagues. You know, um, it's it's every everybody's into it. I mean, as soon as as soon as football season ends, everybody's sad. As soon as uh, as soon as uh, you know, a couple of weeks go past, and then you know, you start getting more uh, information about players and where they're going and. You know the uh, the free agents and the moves and the coaching changes and, and so on and so forth. Uh, I mean the uh, the the attention picks right back up. I mean the military. Uh, we're we're very grateful for having the NFL as a release. Very, very exciting. Great. Thank you uh, from all of us at Red versus Blue and the crew yep. here and and Mike. I speak for all of us. Thank you for your service. Yep. We're gonna break down the rest of these games. We got to get to every single one of them. We've done the Packers and Ravens. Now we're at the Bengals at the Bills. This is an interesting game from a fantasy perspective, guys. Stevie Johnson, kind of uh, the back injury, still day-to-day. They're starting Thad Lewis uh, in this game for Buffalo. And, look, I don't want to draw, jump to any conclusions here. You just never know who's going to, to do something in the NFL. We, we, we've seen Brian Hoyer come into the league and do quite well before his injury. So I'm, not, I'm reserving judgment on Thad Lewis, but my expectations are marginally low here. Uh, the Spiller and Fred Jackson debacle, everybody has got to be starting Fred Jackson. At the end of the day, I'm comfortable leaving C.J. Spiller on my bench. He will not upset me if he goes off on my bench. He'll actually thrill me that he does good and he's ready to come back to life because I spent a first-round pick on him. So I won't be devastated if he looks good. The one run, the 50-yard run, does not give me enough confidence to put him back in the lineup when Fred Jackson is putting up such impressive stats. On the other side of the ball, the Bengals. And, look, this is going to be a very big week for A.J. Green. This is a guy that if you're in DraftKings, he has to be a consideration here. Buffalo is the second worst in the league against wide receivers. And when you think wide receivers, you you think no further than A.J. Green as a startable option. Maybe a Sanu if you're very desperate at a flex. Gresham is probably out there on the field quite a bit this week. Uh, Tyler Eifert is probably out on the field. You have to start no. Giovanni Bernard because of his big play potential. And Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is probably a flex option as well this week, considering you're playing yeah. the Buffalo Bills. Uh, AJ, I want to turn it over to you. Is there anything I'm missing here in this game that, that uh, you're thinking about? 
No, actually, you, you really hit it up. You hit the nail on the head. I'm actually waiting for a breakout for AJ Green. I mean, it doesn't do any good for 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 me as far as like the fantasy standpoint. But uh, normally, the cream rises to the crop eventually. Uh, he's been held back, except for that first game with uh, with against Chicago, uh, my Chicago Bears. I'm actually from Chicago. Um, <laughs> he came he came out he came out hot the first the first game, but I think he's actually being held back by uh, uh, the fact that Andy Dalton is having some struggles. You know, normally it's a second-year struggle, but this year's the third. Yeah. Uh, one thing One thing I want to talk about this game is Cincinnati, when they come off a loss, they always win. Last week I said this on uh, Red versus Blue, that they would beat New England. They did. This week they'll lose to Buffalo. Buffalo will win this game. Cincinnati has no consistency, no continuity whatsoever. Uh, I, I hope that uh, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green uh, will hook up against one of the league's worst secondaries, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Giovanni Bernard has a pretty good game, but uh, I think Buffalo may win this game. All right, Mike, That's I want bold. you to make sure. That's a bold make, prediction. Yeah, it is, Mike. Make sure That's you're giving us the, uh, the NFL lines in the game as well. That's kind of your niche. What is it, seven and a half now or? Six. Cincinnati is a six-point favorite. Okay, now that line opened up at seven and a half in the, in the very beginning from USA Today on Monday. So that line has went from seven and a half to six. Very yep. interesting. Wow, with a with a with a quarterback like Thad Lewis, you would think that that line might stay up there, but it's actually coming down. So Mike, uh, you might be onto something there. And again, good job on the call. You were you were absolutely right about the the Patriots getting harassed. Uh, the offensive line is not holding up for Tom Brady, and we will talk about that game here in a minute as well. Lions at the Browns. Uh, this is an interesting game. I think the Browns' defense is very underrated this year. The team has a lot of positive momentum. Everybody seems to forget that every single week. But they do have some positive mojo since that Trent Richardson trade. They've looked pretty good. Uh, you've got Willis McGahee. They're 3-2 and two atop the division. Now, McGahee ran 26 times, only got 72 yards, but he did get that touchdown. That's key. And McGahee does have a tendency to get into the end zone, so we might be able to see that again this week. You obviously have to start Gordon. You have to start Cameron, no matter who's throwing him the ball. Those are two of the studs uh, that have kind of taken the league by storm here. On the other side of the ball, uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, again, was a late scratch. And, you know, look, uh, we still don't know if Calvin is going to be in this game this week. Uh, he was limited in practice again. Uh, so this is one of those things. Limited on Friday, you got to wait and see here. Uh, what they're going to do with Calvin Johnson. A lot of people went and rushed to put Brandon Pettigrew into the lineup, AJ, and even Ryan Broyles, and they were severely disappointed when that strategy didn't work. Now, this hurts everybody in the entire team. It hurts Reggie Bush. It causes teams to go eight and nine in the box and say, you got to beat us, and that's what they did. They, they focused on the run game on Bush and Joy Cabell, and they made Stafford use those weapons that there's not many of them out there. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a completely different offense with uh with uh with Calvin Johnson injured, and he might he might uh, get a little bit of the uh, the Hayden treatment, although he's unstoppable if he's if he's if he's uh, going if his mind is right. We'll see. It's a game time decision. You know, Calvin wants to get out there. Mike, what's the line on this game? Yeah, the line on this game is uh, Detroit minus three, and uh, the over and under is forty four. I'm kind of intrigued about this over and under at forty four. Because uh, I think both uh, both teams have pretty good defenses, and uh, you know what I'm seeing out of Cleveland, uh, they can score 
on special teams, but that's pretty much about it. I think this game screams under 44. Yeah. I really do. The line started at 45 and a half, and it was a two and a half point favorite for Detroit. So very wow. interesting to see that going uh, in, in kind of different directions there. So keep your eye on Calvin Johnson. If you go to FF Toolbox, we will have a thread every Sunday morning that will track all of the inactives. And I know, look, we're all sitting around. We have ESPN up. We're watching uh, the fantasy show. That's kind of decent. It's okay. It's better than anything we've ever had before. Uh, but, look, we still like uh, the, the advice that we get from from the experts, the real experts that are playing the high stakes games. I, I really do, uh, do enjoy that. Make sure you come back to FFToolbox.com. You can always check out the game thread, and we will be blogging about all of the information as it's happening. Uh, you won't miss a thing. You won't miss a step. You just hang out with FF Toolbox all Sunday morning and on Twitter, too. So we take all your Who Do I Starts. We have a team of, what, 15 or 16 writers that are taking Who Do I Starts uh, for you based on our expert rankings that, uh, that they've got right in front of them. So the next game on the docket, guys, Rams at Texans. Uh, Mike, this is a game that screams to me Texans home game, Texans big defensive effort. Matt Schaub, rebound game. DeAndre Hopkins, big game. Garrett Graham, uh, still up in the air here what I feel about Graham. I like Graham a lot, but I feel like the over the overexcitement is going to lead to an underwhelming performance for some reason. It's, it's just, if you look at his statistics, huh. Garrett Graham, on what he's been able to do this year, he's been doing it on 50% of the snaps. Now he's the starting tight end. That should lead to a big game. So, I'm just I'm right. just leery. I'm just leery. He is the 14th best tight end in the league right now. Owen Daniels number 10. You combine those into one hybrid tight end and Garrett Graham, and he's a monster tight end. He could be top five. Uh, that's well, the type of upside we're talking about with Garrett Graham. Garrett Graham, he's going to be impactful uh, for a bit. Honestly, I don't think he's going to be that impactful. I think it's going to be all about uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson and Matt Schaub. Matt yeah. Schaub, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. He, he's, he's a guy, he's in a situation that he needs to get out of. And I'm not saying getting out of uh, Houston. He needs to make a statement. He has to have a statement game, and this is going to be it. So I guarantee you this week he has touched uh, Andre and DeAndre and said, hey, guys, I need some help, and I'm going to help you guys out if you help me. So I I really think uh, I I see a real huge game coming out of uh, Matt Schaub, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Andre Johnson. Well, Andre Johnson says he'll play Sunday, and Gary Kubiak has to make that. It's a game-time decision. He's working through a shin injury. So we have to be careful with this. If he doesn't play, I say that bodes very well for DeAndre Hopkins in this game. Some games it wouldn't. Like, for example, the Seattle game. If if, if Andre didn't play in the Seattle game, that wasn't going to work out very well for DeAndre because he right. was then been matched up uh, with the Shermanator. Uh, so this is the type of game, though, I think would lead to his benefit. I think at the end of the day, this is a big Arian Foster game, big Ben Tate game. Arian Foster does have some health concerns as well. Uh, AJ, anything I'm missing in this game? No, actually, you're, you're dead on. Uh, actually, I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the the, the play here. Uh, Graham, we'll see. I just I, I just got to see. It. I, we've we've seen it for him in a, in a backup role. However, I want to see. It, I want to see it when he's out there and he has to, you know, get X amount of snaps per game and and see see how he produces if uh, when uh, people are actually keying in on him. 
Yeah, uh, Daniels with a fractured fibula in the right leg. So this is uh, this is Graham. He has 15 catches for 141 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, that's tied with Daniels for the lead. So we, we will see maybe 15 to 20 more plays for Garrett Graham. Uh, again, uh, we're, we're going to find out what we have here uh, with Garrett Graham. Uh, Mike, line on this game? Uh, the line on this game is uh, seven and a half. Houston, seven and a half. Okay. And at over under was 42. What is it now? 42. 42. Okay. Still 42. 42. And it started off at seven. It's going up to seven and a half. I kind of like the direction that that's going. I'm, uh, I'm, yep. I'm kind of feeling. I'm kind of feeling the Texans this week. Uh, for look, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of momentum from last year that they have yet to prove that they deserve. <laughs> that recognition uh, for this year. Now, on the other side of the ball, Zach Stacy. We didn't talk about that. 14 carries, 78 yards, five and a half yards per carry. No receptions. That's a little worrisome. I think if I'm Sam Bradford, I'm trying to get my running backs involved in the check down role. You look over at Daryl Richardson, uh, the same thing, 13 for 48. Uh, so you've got a, you've got some some issues here with this backfield. Zach Stacy definitely looked better, but in come the Texans. And this is not a team that historically you've been able to run against. The sixth, actually, most rewarding defense to run against this year. It's a little bit of a different year for Houston. And you want to look at what who they play. Why is this happening? Well, San Diego week one, Tennessee and Chris Johnson week two, Ray Rice in Baltimore week three, Marshawn Lynch in Seattle week four, Frank Gore in week five. Well, no wonder they're allowing a lot of running games. Uh, I don't think that you can look at the – number six easiest running matchup and say this is good for St. Louis. I think circumstances were kind of beyond their control. Those are very good running backs that they've played in the first five weeks of the year. So you have to be very careful about points allowed looking at a chart. When you look at the schedule, they've played some very good backs here, Mike. Uh, so I'm not really ready to yeah. anoint Zach Stacy as being a flex option just yet. No, I, I would I would not. No way, no way in heck I would uh, – I would putting in Zach Stacy right now against Houston at home because uh, that defense is they're hungry, they're angry, and they're mad about the fact that they're uh, in the situation that they're in. All right, let's move on. Uh, again, the wide receiver thing, look, you can never trust any of the, the uh, St. Louis wide receivers. It's just not, just not happening for them. Raiders at the Chiefs. Terrell Pryor, fourth best completion percentage in the pocket. Very impressive for a, for a quarterback uh, of Terrell Pryor, his youth and his inexperience, being able to do what he's doing. We loved, I loved watching the late Sunday night or Monday morning NFL. That was kind of fun last week, sitting in the pocket, doing his thing, doing the rollout, getting Denarius Moore involved. Uh, the issue with Rashad Jennings and Darren McFadden, they were at practice. They have been practicing. It looks like they're a go. Marcel Reese is the guy I really like in this offense. If they can ever really figure out how to get him the ball more, uh, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be a mess. I feel bad for the guys who bid a lot of money on Rashad Jennings because you get what you get with him. He always disappoints in some way, shape, or form. He was looking pretty good, but then he goes out with an injury. It's kind of just like a broken record with these guys. And I'm just not ready to put any of these guys in my starting lineup, and that feels bad. I'd like to get McFadden in my lineup. You know, if you drafted him, you want to get him in there. It's uh, just not easy to do. On the other side of the ball, Mike, the Chiefs. Alex Smith, he's a game manager. Dwayne Bowe has not gotten any separation from anybody this year. Uh, so, look, this is the Jamal Charles show. I do like yes, the sleeper tight end, Sean McGrath. you got to fear the beard, baby. This is in Arrowhead. My prediction, Sean McGrath scores a touchdown. What say you, Mike? Absolutely. I think uh, Jamal Charles and Sean McGrath – 
they're going to have a lot of fun. But this game, uh, the spread is, uh, let's see, Kansas City is minus nine and a half, and the over and under is 41. Very interesting. Kansas City's defense has been so solid this year. I really see this being like a, uh, I don't know, a 28-7, type of game. This game is going to go under big time, and I do see Jamal Charles and McGrath uh, making some things happen. AJ? Oh, actually, I actually like the, the, the Terrell Pryor, uh, the Darius Moore connection. That is actually really working out well for them. Unfortunately, they, they're, they're suffering from the same uh, the, the same deal. Uh, McFadden, just, he just can't stay healthy. I, I really would have liked to see uh, uh, Jennings step in and, and, and perform. I would like to see what he what he's gotten because I actually think McFadden is going to be out the door at the, after this year. As far as like Kansas City, uh, their defense they're, they're just too tough at home. They're just too yeah. tough at home. I, I I agree with Mike. They're just too tough at home. It's going to be a low scoring game, I believe, and I believe Kansas City is going to going to take it home. McGrath is a, is a pretty good a pretty good a pretty good play, I think here. Pretty good play. Panthers so, at the so, well, we're, Real quick, AJ, uh, uh, do you think that uh, Rashad Jennings can make any type of impact whatsoever in this game? Actually, I think I think he can because I I, I get I get the uh, sinking feeling that McFadden is not going to play. Yeah, Marcel Reese, he's he's the ultra back. He's the ultra back. He can he can do a little bit of everything, but he, he's a full back in there in there in there. Playing him as a as a as a H back, playing him as a right, right as a tailback. So I, I think uh, I think Jennings, if he suits up, because he said that uh, I think I read a blurb somewhere that he they actually could have come back in the last game, but they didn't. They kept him out. I believe he had like four rushes for not excuse me, not four rushes, but uh, forty one uh, forty one yards in that first half for ten rushes for like forty one yards. Yeah, right, exactly. So he was actually off to a, a decent start, although they should have gotten him more involved in the uh, passing game. But um, yeah. I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City in a in a in a in a runaway. Yeah. Panthers at the Vikings, guys. We've got 14 minutes left in the show here. We got to keep her moving. Castle gets the start. Adrian Peterson, obviously, the news here. And, and again, I, I have a feeling that this team is going to rally for their star running back and their friend and their loved one here in Adrian Peterson. I think the defense is a good play, especially at DraftKings lineups. Very cheap option. You can get them in the lineup. And Cam Newton does not look like himself. And, and look, I, I, I feel bad for all the Steve Smith owners. He doesn't look like himself. He looks like he's really aged quite a bit. And there's not a lot going on here for the Panthers to talk about. And, and Cam Newton, you drafted him to be your starter. And I would probably be benching him right now uh, for other options because he just hasn't been looking like himself. Now, having said that, it's very hard to bench a guy like Cam Newton because he does have that 40-point upside at any time. And, you know, he comes back from a bad game and he's ripping his shirt off and exposing his ass underneath, and that's when he does it to you. So I don't want to say, I don't want to advise you to bench him, but just look at your options, evaluate it, be very careful. He's no longer a must-start, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mike, over-under on this game and the, and the line? Yeah, the, uh, the Minnesota's a two-point favorite. The over-and-under is 44. Okay. I personally I, I, love care. Go ahead. Go ahead, A.J., Oh, that wasn't me. That was kind of sorry. No, I, I, I expect I expect them to go ahead to, to cover that spread, Mike. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I'll first. Go ahead, Mike. What do you got? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Carolina in this game. I really do. I like Carolina in this game. I'm, I mean, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, emotions going into it, but uh, I, I, I still think uh, Cam Newton and Steve Smith are going to hook up, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of things that the Minnesota defensive secondary can't handle in this game. I, I really like Carolina. Yeah, they don't really have anything that scares me. And I, I watched that offensive game against Arizona. Arizona completely handled them. Dang. And I, and I guess at the end of the day, Carolina's defense kind of handled Arizona's offense, too. It was kind of a, a defensive showdown, and it wasn't any fun to watch at all. That late 4 o'clock game was just terrible. One of the worst games of the weekend. So let's see what happens. But I expect that team to rally, especially in front of the home crowd. Uh, it would be a very surprise to me if Cam Newton was able to come in and steal this one as bad as they've looked. The Steelers at the Jets. Uh, the story of Monday night was Geno Smith and uh, Jeremy Curley and, and the running back, the three-headed running back here in Goodson and Ivory uh, and Bilal Powell. This is a very talented backfield and the defense, the Jets defense. Richardson looks has been allowing Jets fans to heal and not think about Darrell Rivas as good as he's looked. But this is a Steeler team that's coming back from a bye, has started the season terribly, <laughs> And they finally have a running back that I think they can count on in Le'Veon Bell. He came back and ran for 16 for 57 yards and a touchdown. Also, he's a dual threat. He caught four balls for 27 yards versus the Vikings two weeks ago. I really like this matchup for the, for the Steelers. I think the Jets are probably coming in sky high, and they're probably going to get bit by the Steelers. Mike, I don't know. What's the, what's the spread in this game? Uh, right now, the Jets are a one-point favorite. The over-and-under is 41. My personal opinion, uh, I don't think the Jets are coming in the sky high. I think uh, I think Rex Ryan's got them uh, going in the direction that they need to be going in. Uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of the Jets. Uh, but the problem is that uh, Tomlin has a angry Pittsburgh team that's ready to yeah. go. So, uh yeah. You know, I'm not going to touch this game, but uh, if I was going to uh, touch it, uh, I would probably go Pittsburgh. But, like I said, uh, Jets are minus one, one-point favorite, and the owner is 41. AJ? Oh, I like the pedigree of Pittsburgh, and I think they're going to come through in this game. Uh, I, I disagree a little bit. I think the I think the Jets' uh, defense is uh, is stout. I think their their offense is probably coming in sky high. Going to be a little, might be a little erratic in this game, we'll, but we'll see. Well, the big story here is the loss of Antonio Cromartie. Uh, this injury is not to be understated. If uh, if you're considering anybody in your daily lineups, I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. Antonio Brown is the play here. There's nobody on the Jets, and I've been a Jets fan all my life. There's nobody on the Jets' defense that can match up with Antonio Brown. They were going to hope that Cromartie could do that and be a, be a physical presence and kind of mug him a little bit, but he's so quick. He would be very hard. He might be able to contain him uh, and keep him from getting deep, uh, but that's about it. Without Cromartie, they're going to have a very hard time at stopping both Sanders and Brown and watch Heath Miller get involved, too. Look, this Steelers team, 0-4, Tomlin took away the video games, the pool cues, the ping-pong paddles, yeah. the shuffleboard, stripped the locker room out. Going to be an angry Steeler team. Eagles at the Bucks. Nick Foles, Mike Glennon, uh, Deshaun Jackson versus Darrell Revis. Hopefully this is a game that Doug Martin gets off the schneid starts taking those check downs, one of them to the house. Uh, and Nick Foles, he's got an offense here. He's going to chuck it 40 or 45 times in this game. Probably going to get a lot of balls to Selleck and to Deshaun and to the wide receivers. And McCoy's going to have a nice game. 
there's not a lot of question marks here. I guess if Mike Williams, he's a flex option. I think you have to put him in the lineup. V. Jacks is obviously one of your starting wide receivers. And the, the, the Martin owners are just praying that this is a game that he gets off the snipe. I'm not recommending starting Foles or Glennon, obviously. You know, if you have to, I don't know why. Maybe you had Matt Ryan and you had Michael Vick. And now instead of Michael Vick, uh, counting on Mike Vick, maybe you picked up a Nick Foles. I'd be okay with that. But that's about the only circumstance. AJ, anything else? Uh, two questionable quarterbacks in this one. Uh, I can't lean either way for this for this one. It will be the super high scoring because of uh, the Philadelphia defense is, is terrible. Uh, but uh, Martin, uh, he was he was my bust of the year starting out. So I don't I don't wow. see him, but I don't freaking out. He's gonna get the poorest uh, Philadelphia defense. But we'll, wow. You know, it's anything can happen. Eagles at the Bucks line, Mike. Uh, right now, uh, Philly is minus three. What's interesting is the over and under is 45 and a half. It's wow. at Tampa Bay. So, uh, I see, you know, this could be Doug Martin's breakout game. And, uh, AJ, I, I'm, I'm telling you what, I've got, uh, Doug Martin in a couple of good, uh, good leagues that I'm in and I, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for him. Uh, this could be his game. So, yeah. uh, I really expect a big game out of Doug Martin and uh, that 45-and-a-half. It could get there because Tampa Bay plays no D, Philly plays no D, so it'll be a fun game to watch. Actually. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I'm also thinking that maybe if Philadelphia is a three-point favorite, I think they're probably factoring in Philadelphia defense to do something here against the Bucks. That's very surprising. i got to keep an eye on that. Jags at the Broncos, 27-point spread. It's historic. <laughs> you got to start all the Broncos. You have to start uh, Blackman and Shorts, uh, and MJD is probably somebody you have to start because you drafted him, and that's it. You start all your Broncos, you start your Jaguars, and, and that's it. Mike, I just want to ask you, do, does Denver cover? Short answer, yes or no? Yes. AJ? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I think the smart money is that they don't cover this. I mean, look, that's just ridiculous, Mike. I think the hype is – you know, it's the Broncos, but I think they could have a very uh, a tendency here to slow things down in the second half and probably get a lot more Hillman and Ball involved and no, not Moreno and probably, I don't know, you think Peyton's going to be out there the entire fourth quarter or are we going to see Osweiler? I don't, no, think, I don't think so. He, I think I think Peyton will be gone. Uh, I think Peyton will be gone uh, like midway through the third quarter if, uh, if, uh, if everything plays right for Denver. Well, then that means it's going to be uh, 42 to 3. So they cover. <laughs> uh, the Broncos D is not that good. Broncos D is not that good. Titans at the Hawks. Golden Tate finally came around. 65 snaps. Had a touchdown. Five for 61. And uh, you've got the Hawks. You're playing. Uh, you're playing Marshawn Lynch. You're playing uh, Russell Wilson. Maybe uh, on the Titans side of the ball. Look, we've been saying it all year. You got to get Chris Johnson out in space and use him. Use the dumpers. But there's not anything <laughs> attractive about the Titans. At all. Uh, am I missing anything here, AJ? Because nobody on the Titans feels like I can put them in my lineup. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it looks bad for him, especially on the on the road against Seattle. I mean, that, that 12th man, which is actually Texas A&M's 12th man, but that's okay. But it's going to be a rough day for, for Tennessee. And uh, hopefully, Kenny Britt owners, please trade that man. Five minutes yep. left in the program. We got One four thing, games uh, left. Saints at the Pats. Uh, Saints at the Pats. Bolden forty carries last week. Blunt twenty-two. I mean forty snaps. Blunt twenty-two snaps. 
Ridley's back from practice from this knee injury. He's probably a game time decision. Does seem like he's going to play. Tenth most difficult against running backs, the Saints are. So they've been a lot more stout. Uh, actually, in both sides of the ball, the Saints are a very good defense this year, guys. I don't know what's happened, but I, the Gronkowski thing, it looks like it's not going to happen. He is going to probably sit now. It's amazing how fast things change, and Andrews has still not cleared him. The Saints, uh, last week it was Pierre Thomas still in the show. Mike, you think it's Darren Sproles this week? Yeah, I like Darren Sproles this week. Uh, no doubt. Uh, the, the line is uh, New England minus two and a half and 50, so it's going to be a shootout. But I still love Sproles this week. Yeah, it just should be. Yeah, it's just a shootout. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout, and I think it's gonna be a bounce back game from Brady. But uh, it's gonna be a toss up as far as who wins that. New Orleans is more than capable of winning that game. Cards at the Niners, Kaepernick, Gore, uh, Bolden. You have to have those guys in the lineup. Vernon Davis, probably, unless you have a really good tight end like Julius Thomas here. Wink, wink. Uh, the Cardinals side of the ball. Uh, I I do like the long term prospects of Ellington, but not so much right now. It's it's kind of hard to trust him, especially against the Niners. Uh, and Fitzgerald you have to have in your lineup. You can't really start Michael Floyd right now. There's nothing else really going on in the Cardinals, and that's it. It's a very short story. Cards at Niners, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It is a divisional game, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Niners uh, get back to the basics, go with Gore, and then uh, open things up later with the pass. Mike? Yeah, Niners blow them out. Yeah. I'm drawing simple. The, the, the game we're all looking forward to, Sunday night football, skins at the Cowboys, offensive shootout. You don't need me to tell you. You put all your guys in there. Terrence Williams is a guy that you probably will put in there. Even though he did his action on four catches, you know, he didn't get a lot of targets, okay? That was the main thing. And then Miles Austin is coming back, but it will probably be a reduced role. Terrence Williams I still like against the skins who everybody throws against all day long. That defensive secondary is in shambles. So, Especially in Dallas, I like Romo is one of the only one of the few must start quarterbacks in the league, along with Peyton and Breeze and Rodgers. Uh, those are really that's it. Uh, those are the guys you can count on every single week. The skin side of the ball, I do like Jordan Reed and I do like Pierre Garcon. Alfred Morris is still kind of eh. Roy Hillu is kind of been yeah. in the mix, and that's the kind of Roy Hillu game here. They they have not been able to get Morris the ball, and RG three has not been trustworthy whatsoever uh, in this game. AJ, anything we're missing here? Uh, no, regardless of uh, who's playing, the NFC East games are always like a dogfight. You can you can just throw the records out. You can throw everything out and just let them go at it. All right, last game on the docket, Monday Night Football. Colts at Chargers, T.Y. Hilton torched the Hawks. Keenan Allen led the team on San Diego in snaps for, with 72. Vincent Brown, 69. I like these guys a lot. I like Vincent Brown and Keenan Allen. Danny Wood had very undervalued. Get him in your lineups. Buy him in DraftKings. Trent Richardson been very disappointing. Fleener, Hilton, Reggie Wayne, all those guys should be productive. Bucks should have a big day, Mike. Any final thoughts on that game? We're almost out of time. Yeah, the over and under is 50. Uh, I think Luck has a big game. I think Rivers has a big game as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, AJ. AJ. Very good to have you on the show. Good luck in your quest to become the Fantasy Football World Championship. Thank you for your service. All right. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks, Mike. All right. See you guys. Man. All right. Thanks, guys. Great to have him on, Mike. Uh, A.J. Brighton yeah. of the uh, United States Air Force will be home for Christmas, for New Year's. Due to the government shutdown, he does not get deployed to Afghanistan. He gets to stay and be here for the entire Fantasy Football World Championship. We're kind of rooting for him now, Mike. 
It'll be a fun year to yep. watch. For Scott and Mike, we w- hope you have a, a great weekend with your families and, and give your hu- give your kids a hug. You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.